On this episode of the Nailed It Podcast, I am here. Well, David is here. Wow. I'm Xavier. I'm Nate. I'm Michael. And we're all here, except for Caleb. And we talk a lot about the DCU Universe. All right, you're not allowed to do intros anymore. <laughs> <laughs> watching and I didn't see the fact that he actually got injured but when they I saw the doctor pop, it back pop his knee back oh my god that looked... pop it like it's hot popped no. it like it was painful yeah it looked freaking horrendous like you can see like you can see the just the kneecap just pop back in place as we said pop it like it's hot no David no <laughs> so we're only doing one episode right yeah, see ya. Well, we're already recording now. So. Yeah, we're recording now. <laughs> Welcome to Nailed It, I'm Nate. You're all over the place today, buddy. Yeah. 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 Want to introduce myself yet? Well, I mean, we are we already introduced ourselves at the very beginning of this. I just want everybody to know that's listening that I'm Nate. They know your name because you talk very, very softly. Very seldomly. Yeah. And you carry a small stick. <laughs> what? Isn't that well? This is the whole saying is you know, talk softly but carry a big stick. And he carries. He talks what softly. What the hell and, is he talking about? Carries like a small stick. Is well, I mean, it's a pen. I still stop, don't know. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm the yeah. So I'm just gonna. <clears throat> as a young child, did you watch Power Rangers? No, I wasn't allowed to. Really? It was too violent Did for we me. talk about this already? I think so. Okay. My mom went, was like super against guns and violence and stuff. Look how you turned out. Well, there's, <laughs> there's me and then there's my marine brother who I was, was allowed say, to watch Power Rangers and I was gonna play say, Halo you're, so, at a very young age. And what? <laughs> you, I give her crap for it all the time. Cause were, like, were you just a fragile child or something? I was treated as such, yeah. Mm. Um, that explains a lot. <clears throat> no, uh... Is your my, brother older? Which, no, my brother's your, younger. How's your mom? Oh, he's younger. Let him speak. <laughs> Damn it. So, Power Rangers was a big no-no. I would sneak out on Sunday mornings to watch a couple episodes before they woke up. Because um, I love the show. The, you know, you're a kid. You're, you love the things you're not allowed to do, right? They're, they're more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people do that as adults, too. But Yeah. So, uh, no, I never really watched Power Rangers. I know what it is and what the concept is, but okay. I don't. So, me, I've been a big fan of Power Rangers. Um, not to the point that I could, only because of, uh, after a certain point in time, uh, the acting, realizing it was real bad in my brain, clicked, and I stopped watching it for like a long time. Real um, bad. Real bad. Like, it's... it's Okay, um, I guess, sort of side note. So, there was a season called Power Rangers Samurai, right? And the acting is horrendous, and it's specifically because of this one character. So they have the the general color lineup, and they switch it up every so often. The color lineup: red, red, blue, and green are red, blue, and yellow or pink are generally the the main three colors that always stay the same. And all the other colors are sometimes different. They'll have a they'll change the green ranger for a black ranger and things of that notion. There's a Blue Ranger in that season specifically where the actor, nothing against him, maybe it was the direction the director told him to go to, that is overacting so hard that it physically gets me angry. <laughs> like, it, it's... How to put it? 
you watch a movie, right, and the character is just so extra for mm. no reason. Right. And I'm like, why are you doing this? No, I, I get it. Like, I had a friend, she, she used to do drama. And whenever, and I used to do, like, uh, improv stuff. Mm-hmm. Hard drugs. Hard drugs. And hard improv. improv drugs. Hard improving hard drugs. Um, I used to do improv, and whenever she would do her scene, she would overact. Because you're supposed to overact right. in, in, in uh, when you do dramas and stuff like that. But it would be so much, I'd be like wanting to roll my eyes. Yeah. And she thinks she's doing this amazing job, and I'm just like, nobody buys into it. It's not funny, and it's not fun. You're just overacting. Yeah. And it's just it's just frustrating when you're just like, what am I gonna do with that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's like that. I'm not gonna let because in improv you're supposed to one you you say yes to everything and two you have to try to match their intensity. Right. And I'm like I'm not going to overact overact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. This this was after like this specific season was me later. Uh, like after I realized, oh, this is actually still going. I'll see what motifs they use for each season. Um, so I went back and I saw this character, and I'm over here trying not to table flip my entire room because it's like now this, what, this what, one character just kills me. Is is the part where you feel like you could do a better job in no, that role, or is it that all. you're just like, why did they choose this person over a thousand other people that were applying for the job? Because you know there was a ton of people that applied. That yeah, a good a good chunk of 22 to 25-year-olds that can pose as teenagers in high school, fighting evil all the time. No, like, so, I mean, it was it's nothing like that. It's just, I don't know, it was just, it's one of the specific things that catches my eye. And it bugs me to no end. Well, that that's what frustrates me when, like, if I see an actor, like, if we talk about, like, the Star Wars, is it Hayden Christensen yeah. or whatever, yeah. in the Star Wars ones, where he overacts almost everything you're in, Sound and you're like, everywhere. one, <laughs> out of all the people that applied for this job, right. you're the one that got it, and that's frustrating, and then two, I get upset at the director Who's like, yeah, that's a good take, and I want to go with that one. And to be fair, he couldn't see it past the piles of money that he was making. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is hard to push the pile over and go, oh, that's right. Oh, that's uh, terrible acting. <laughs> the rich excuse. No, um, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. So, Power Rangers is based off of something called like Tokusatsu in Japan. It's the Super Sentai. Common writer type deal. Um, every now and again, my head just shifts into child mode where I just want to watch all these Power Ranger transformations and intros. And one of my buddies, uh, Chance from D and D with the Boys, he has uh, seasons of sh- certain shows called Common Writer, where it's kind of like it, it's a show based for children, but it has a lot more adult situations in terms of like. Oh, people can totally die in this universe, and people's necks are getting snapped. But this is for children, you know. So I started watching one of the shows called *Common Rider Double*, and the the premise is kind of interesting. It's more like a uh, a little detective show. Uh, but generally, the powers of the *Common Rider* is person has belt, and belt has a certain motif to it, 
and then they say uh, transform in Japanese, and then they transform into a spandex-clad superhero with armor, and they go fight the bad guy. Um, this one, it takes uh, two different characters, and they're, they say they share the same consciousness in one body, and it's like watching them work together and fight. Super interesting. Not too far into it, I just wanted to talk about it because I enjoy the show. It's like a smaller version of uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, two people controlling the same. Yeah, and and they've and they've played all on, in spandex outfits. Yeah, yes. and, and they've played <laughs> on the on the ideas at least early in the show where like which version when, of Pacific Rim are you watching? <laughs> when one of the characters has like something going on with them specifically and how it affects the transformation process or like the the synergy and stuff, where one character will have something said to him that reminds him because like one's like an amnesiatic kid, but he's super. <coughs> And when something gets mentioned about his family at one point, his the entire like left half of the body just shuts down in the middle of a fight. It's like okay, that's an interesting way to like take that and stuff. So I don't know. It's a good show so far. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, if that's been ever put into a, one of those shows where somebody goes to do the transform thing, uh-huh. and then he's just like, oh man, it, it's just not working right now. You got to reset. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe. I hold don't on, know. hold on. I gotta, gotta, gotta adjust the under ruse. Gotta uh, reset the. It's, it's like locked up, blue yeah. screen of death type thing. Yeah, but I'm not found. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. It's like uh, a lot. Like I said, a lot of the a lot of the common writer shows or the Tokusatsu shows generally have a theme. Um, like what one of the seasons called Kaim for for common writer. It's all fruit. Happens to Tony Stark a lot. <laughs> In the Avengers, oh, that's true. Where he has like this new great thing, and then it just doesn't work. Right. <laughs> he's always yeah. just like, yeah, like hitting it, or he's like sitting there like this with his arm out, and he's just waiting yeah. and waiting. And waiting. Yeah, he's like, it'll come. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's like one with fruit that ends up being more akin to like old Japanese warlords, like Oda Nobunaga and stuff like that. The transformation, like the armor, looks good for like BS if you like that stuff, but it, it's super fun. Um, super fun. It, like I said, it's a good show. I haven't finished it yet. I'll talk more about it once I finish it. Uh, CW Arrowverse for Crisis. They just released the first episodes, I think, of most of the shows. Batwoman and Supergirl are getting slammed for not getting enough viewers right now. For not getting enough viewers? What does that mean? Well, the, the open. Well, so this was Batgirl or Batwoman's opening. Uh, opening season for, right. for the show. I, didn't, I haven't watched it yet, um, but I know that... I didn't even realize it was out. I didn't know that was it a thing. It just came out. So they, they entered in the last Crisis event, which was the Elseworlds event for, for the CW era first. Who plays the Batwoman? Uh, Ruby Rose. That's right. She's hot. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, for the la- for last crossover event, they they brought in a I think his name is the Beyonder I have to check one of the super overlords of the multiverse in the DC comics comes through and essentially is like yo we're gonna try and find a way to stop this crisis that they've been like alluding to since the first season of Flash right um so at some point uh, during this Oliver Queen and Barry Allen switch bodies or switch lives so. Barry Allen is Oliver Queen in uh, in Arrow, so Grant Gustin is playing Oliver Queen, and uh, <coughs> and Stephen Amell is playing Barry Allen in The Flash, so they switch suits, 
and like the Flash is like this buff white dude, and Arrow is this skinny dude with a bow. It's super fun. Um, do a whole multiverse event and stuff like that, and essentially at the end of it, the the I'm just gonna call him Beyonder. I'll get slammed for it by the community members later or whatever if they ever watch this, which I doubt they will. Um, <clears throat> and they. What is your faith? <laughs> in religion or life? In in your um, um, ability to be found on the internet. Small. Okay. Um, keep expectations low. You'll never be disappointed. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they essentially by the end of it, this uh, the Beyonder guy talks to Oliver and says, "Yo, I'm not, um, I'm paraphrasing." Uh, says, "Hey." Uh, if you want to save the Supergirl and the Flash, you need to come with me at the end of this and try and stop this entire crisis event. And Oliver agrees to this, and s- it saves Barry and and uh, Kara from burning up in the atmosphere, trying to s- Superman movie it by trying to turn the world backwards or stopping it in time and whatever. Um, and then at the end of Arrow's last season, he came and took Oliver away. Now... Um, this this crisis has been building up for years, and they're going all out with its casting for this crisis event. Like they're trying to turn it into Endgame. Right. Like it's super scary. So like, and I'm, now I'm like I'm getting worried about it for the direction that it may be going into. Because like I said, for one, Supergirl and Supergirl and Batwoman both had a negative slap on it already in the beginning of, of their seasons. Right now, I don't exactly know why. Haven't watched it. Maybe it's just viewers. Maybe it's just not a lot of people care about these characters. Like I said, uh, I reviewed it before. Supergirl in the last last season was really good. But it's only because they brought in Lex Luthor. Right. And John Cryer, as in Alan from Two and a Half Men, played a really good Lex Luthor. And I wasn't prepared for it. But he played a really good Lex. Um, and Batwoman, I'm excited to see. I just don't have the current time to do that. Or a proper method without paying a lot of money out of the pocket. Do you think... Well, is that a streaming thing? The, uh, that's a streaming reason, yeah. Okay. Feel, because, like... Uh, well, then, I don't... If you cut... Are, are they... Is that show available to everybody to watch, or is it only on a streaming service? It's available for... It's on CW Network. So it's, okay. it's on it's basic cable. It's I was just wondering if, it, if it's just... There's so much stuff out there to watch that... Right. Right, and I, and, I, and I get that, but it's like, it, it's available. So yeah. it's like, people just decided not to do it, obviously, or they don't have cable. You know, I don't know if it's on their on their website or not, but it is what it is. Um, but with that, they've talked about a whole bunch of different additions to this. They're bringing Kevin Conroy, as in the voice for Batman from Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond, as old Bruce Wayne. So it's like, okay, yeah, okay, we're cool. going somewhere. They're bringing Tom Wellington, who was Clark Kent in Smallville, back as Superman. They're bringing the Superman Returns, Brandon Ruth, or Routh, who who played Superman in the Superman Returns with, I think, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. And they're bringing him as Superman, but he also plays a character yeah, in Yeah, that was a Legends. terrible movie. And then um, they're bringing the cast of Titans, which is that online DC show, right. into it. They have a huge cast for this. And I am genuinely scared for them to mess it up because they're also bringing in. Um, I mean, they've already done it before, but in the Flash TV show, they bring in the uh, old '90s, '80s Flash, 
as Barry's dad, right. but he's also dressed up in the old Flash suit in this Crisis event. So he's going to be in it, too. And they're talking about bringing in Green Lanterns. They're talking about bringing in... Uh, the only thing they have not talked about is bringing in Batman. <coughs> apparently something in this first episode of the New Arrow season, which is going to be the shortest, ep- the shortest season that they have since it's his final season, right. has something to do with Batman being dead. So it's... I'm just afraid for how this Crisis event's going to go. Yeah, because I heard they find, like, a Batman mask. Yeah, on his with an eye. arrow in between in in the uh, in the eye hole. What a shot! So would that mean Arrow killed Batman? That's it. Could be possible. It could be possible. Um, let's see. Um, I'm just looking up the casting. Let's see. So, yeah, so they have Supergirl, they have Batwoman, they have Flash, Green Arrow, but there's also going to be multiple versions of... Are you guys okay? Stop no, staring at him. Yeah. He did, you, know, you know when he has nothing to do with the topic, he doesn't talk about it. I had to remind myself he was here. <laughs> I looked down at the camera, I was like, who's that? And I looked up, okay. and it was Nate. So yeah, so there, you know, multiple <coughs> versions of of Oliver Queen. You want to say something, Nate? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, they have Brandon Routh as uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom, but also as sup- the Superman from Superman Returns. But he's playing Kingdom Come Superman. That one is specifically like an all-out war between the older superhero generation and the youth. I think, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to be an interesting turn on why they're bringing this Superman specifically in to do uh, this crisis event. Um, so you guessed. Harbinger. Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. John Cryer as Lex Luthor. Uh, the old Lois Lane from Smallville. Too bad Adam West isn't alive. Adam Weist. Adam Weist. Yeah. Pure well, they're bringing in Burt Ward. They're yeah. bringing in Burt Ward for, for this too, which is super weird. Um, you know what? Why not? Because yeah, it's... Screw it. It's just like a... It's like a one-time opportunity right. to do all this, mm-hmm. and DC is in such a disarray, the movies-wise, mm-hmm. that you might as well just throw it on TV, especially since you've been building since the very first episode of Flash. Right. So it's a huge cast. Okay. And yeah, so then they're also bringing... So is this going to be its own series, or is this going to be like it, it's, this, everything's coming together and it's going to be a, in a certain series? So what's happening right now is that the way that it works out is that they have each superhero has their own show. Right. Um, Black Lightning, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow. They're all their own separate shows, right? Right. Every, every season, they get everybody together and they do a, a, an event. And each event happens pertaining mostly to a character for each show. So Supergirl will be like part one, Flash will be part two, Arrow will be part three, Black Knight will be part four, Batwoman will be part five, Legends part six, or whatever. So it, it, and it'll all be in like one night. But it's like a five-hour event. So you're watching this back to back to back to back. And But it'll, it'll be like through multiple days throughout the week because, you know, scheduling and whatnot. And so that's kind of how they're doing it. So they're bringing in six shows into one universe. I feel like that's too much but for most people. They're taking all those shows and they're playing out this story yep. piece by piece in each of these shows. In a way. 
like each each show will have their own season of story to go on about it, but with this happening is like they know about everything that's coming up. They know that Flash is disappearing in a crisis. The um, is it the is it the Monitor? Whoever this the whoever this character is. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, see, he's still there. What? It's weird. Nate. Oh yeah, him. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, Xavier's got to blur that out. <laughs> Whoops! I didn't know you knew sign language, Nate. Anyways, impressive. I'm not blurring it out. That's that's your guys' fault. Um, because you you brought it upon yourself. Anyways, so yeah, yeah. It's just uh, they're they're setting it up so that. Arrow's last season is going to be all about this crisis and leading up to it. Because it's going to be a shorter season and it's the final season for Arrow. Because it's been going on for years. Um, Long time. Flash has its own thing going on, but they'll lead up episodes here and there to bring up the crisis event. And I think it might have something to do more with it. Supergirl, not so much, because the way Supergirl operates is that it's on a different Earth. Which means it's a different universe. But she'll show up because she'll be involved somehow. In terms of fighting in the crisis, and then Batwoman is in the same universe as Flash and Arrow, and that's probably how she's going to get shoot in. Whereas Black Lightning is in another universe, but he'll be brought in. And the Legends go throughout time, so they're in universe, but time travel is a weird thing there. Um, but it's a weird thing anyway. <laughs> right. so, so are they expecting you to watch each season? Yep. To piece together this. Yep, huge story. Yep. Huge story. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's like I feel the, like it's, it's it's like the Marvel movies, but more convoluted because with the Marvel movies it's like you have to watch Iron Man this that and the third, and they drop little hints or little teasers at the end of the movies to explain, hey, this is going to be happening next movie. Well, that's right? also. So what did, what was it? Thirty two movies, over twelve years or, ten years. Right. But I mean, like it's. You don't have to watch every single movie to understand exactly what's going on right. because the event is the event of Avengers, mm-hmm. like the first one, is you could understand what's going on in that without watching Thor. Right. I, well, I, I you can I, understand everything it, without but watching I'm not Thor. Okay, so maybe <coughs> to watching every three hours one. to if it I mean what, like an eight season or eight episode season, eight hours? Just under eight hours? For, like, Arrow and stuff like that? Well, if it, they're an hour episode? They're not eight episodes. There's, How like, 22. It, it's, like, a it's a decently long season. I mean, is it, like, a half an hour, or is it an It's hour? an hour. But, but, okay, but, but, I'm not, I'm not telling <laughs> you, but here's the thing. So, so, no. Nate got, he, Nate got stressed out just by oh, the time. But, but he doesn't, he doesn't saying, watch it anyway, I know. so I don't no, care. Saying, no, I'm saying, <laughs> no. but, like... You can see it on but, his but face. But he uses the example of um, well, that's what I Avengers. Avengers, right? But that's he, a three hour, that's a three and a half hour movie, right? But this is what it is. Are you dedicated to watching these Marvel movies? Do, does time mean anything if you are actively getting out of your chair, going to a movie theater and sitting down to watch these movies? It's different because you're going once a year, maybe twice a year, and watching one movie. What? It's to watch one movie, how many Marvel movies came out? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. How many in like within the same year? At most, there's probably like four or five. Exactly. 
Okay. But, but the thing is, like, it, it, it depends on if you're dedicated to these characters. That's what it is. Because... Right, but you don't have to see... You don't have I to I mean, watch. you also don't have to see the entire Flash series. You could actually watch the first episode and and skip ahead a lot. I know you'll miss a lot of the in-between, right. but a lot of times they fill in at the very beginning of the episode. This is yeah. what happened on the previous right. season. <laughs> I mean, I mean kind of, yeah. But it's like, it's just the dedication that you want. But if you yeah. only care about Flash and Arrow, go only watch Flash and Arrow. If you don't understand who Supergirl or Batgirl or Black Lightning or the Legends are, then don't care. It's not, you don't have to care. But if you're going in there, I want to see what the Crisis Man is like, and your ass gets confused because you didn't watch anything, that's not their fault. That's your fault because you decided to skip ahead. Right, but you don't even have to watch all the uh, Marvel movies to know what's going on. Right. You can... You just need to understand who the basic characters are. Exactly. Like when, like when I went to go see the Avengers before, um, when I went, my girlfriend wanted to see. So Avengers came out, and then Endgame was about to come out, and she's like, "Well, what do I need to watch in order to catch up?" And I said, "If as long as you understand some of the basic characters, and we watch a couple of the movies that are kind of important, mm-hmm. like the." Uh, Age of Ultron, and uh, like there's a, just a few in there that just kind of sprinkle in the main storyline. Yeah. Then you're good. Yeah. The Guardians and Ragnarok. Well, I mean that's that's how it, that's that's what it is. Like if you watch, like because I watch Endgame, right? Uh, of course I watched the Infinity War, and then I was a little confused. I'm like, okay, so where was Ant Man? Why did he just come out of nowhere? You don't know unless you watch Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. Sure. So right. you, but you don't have to watch the original Ant Man. Right. No, you, you're right. Unless, unless you want to know about that character, so you can watch Ant Man and the Wasp, and you can understand what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, but I, but I feel like if you, you're right. You, you can, want to you know can the skip, character. You can skip around. You, you have the choice of, I just want to know what's going on uh-huh. or where these characters are at. You can do that. Right. I it, feel like it requires more time, but regardless, there are people who put in that time. Who, exactly. Who think it's worth it? So that this is for them. It's not for right people like me who and, don't invest the time. Yeah, but it's, it's also it's also the big complaint about the DC universe when it comes to movies is they don't take the time to exactly go that. That's 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 them. That's DC saying okay, people so, already know about these characters, so, so we're would just you, doing this. So would you rather them stop taking all these random people, the Jason Momoa's and all this stuff? And just use the characters or in these TV shows and do a movie out of it. It depends on your feeling for the TV shows and the actors. Because, yeah, Flash, Arrow, and all that stuff, it gets repetitive. And I, I, I find those characters are good, but they're on the borderline of kind of cheesy oh, actors. But that's what, that's but, what they But are. that's what they are. Yeah. But and that's kind of what you shoot for mm-hmm. in those series. Well, because it also depends on, like I said, how you feel specifically. Because, like, in season one and I think season two of Arrow... Oliver Queen specifically was doing the Batman motif, and that's when it was like at its strongest, in my opinion. Right. Um, when they brought in, because I think first season was was Malcolm Merlin, second season was Deathstroke and Slade, and that was like it's, it's popping off. Third season was like, all right, it's kind of all right, and then they come back and they bring another character that is trying to push Oliver to that past that he stopped doing when he started killing people. You know, it was like, by this point, he already put on the mask, he stopped killing people, he's sending them to jail, trying to work with the police, all that jazz. And they bring in this character, it's like, that's not who you are, you are the murderer. 
and they play on that motif, and it was a really good season. And then this last season was like, all right, it's kind of boring now. Uh, Oliver, for they, they split the timeline in two. They had the future timeline where it's like a lot of the the entire uh, a certain section of the city is now the glorified when it used to be the slums and everything outside of it is trash. And uh, vigilantes are not allowed anymore. Uh, Oliver's already gone. Felicity is in jail. And it's like, it's like okay, so now we're trying to... That, that part of the story was more interesting than the main story that I was watching, which is, okay, we're going to try and explain how Oliver leaves, but we're also bringing in a character that's going to end up dying by the end of the season, so it doesn't even matter. And stuff like that. Versus, like, The Flash, where it, it, it's going along the timeline, and you're learning with Barry. It's like, okay, cool, can't go back in time, otherwise I mess stuff up. Uh, okay, my daughter came from the future, and then something happened, and she, oops, she dies. And now she just doesn't even exist at all anymore. But then it, they're creating an alternate future. Hate it when where, that happens. Yeah. They create... That's how she, your child was born, right? <laughs> You're saying she doesn't exist? You have a child? <laughs> yeah. So, and then it's like, it, it kind of turns out that this character that, that existed for that season isn't part of a reality that shouldn't happen, so she doesn't exist. And now it's like her entire character arc didn't even matter. And now we're going to be dealing with two <coughs> more different characters from a possible future that may show up because that's canon. You know, it's it's just stuff that you've been a part of for a while and you're, you're with these characters and you love these characters and you're going through it. It's, it's like the Marvel movies, just not as extended. Because yes, yes, the Marvel movies come out fewer, but it's an experience where these people are telling a comic book story throughout the seasons. Right. You know, where where it's like literally, it's like all right, boom, Iron Man. Hey, this is this is his origin story. Fights bad guy because all Iron Man villains is literally his suits using being used against him in a cave. In a cave. That's oh. that's, that's what it is, right? Iron Man one is. I know, but dude, that's all the superheroes. It's they Flash. Start in a cave. Flash versus evil Flash. Evil right. Flash. Uh, Oliver versus evil Oliver. Uh, I mean, at least he seems to have a little bit more diverse characters. Who? Uh, the uh, arrow, his his yeah his switches. But it's it's like but the, they literally took everybody from Batman and threw them over here. Yeah, I know. That's it, exactly it, what they did. Yeah, and like they took they took like a sprinkle from Teen Titans. It's like okay, Arrow season one was him versus a dark version of himself. Yeah, season two was okay. This is what happened to Oliver on the island, and then we just threw Slade like a meteor in here, and now Deathstroke is here, and we have to deal with that situation. Right. Like I think the season I forget what the season after that was. That was the, Raja Ghoul. Was Raja Ghoul season three? Yeah, that's when I stopped watching. Yeah, so because they, I was like, they bring in, they the, literally brought the episode from the animated series and just carbon copied, just it. carbon copied yeah. it. Like literally, they didn't even do a, even a fake like cover up type no, thing. We're just not like, even. we're just gonna so, do, and, redo and, this episode because people liked it. Yeah, so they bring in the League of Shadows or the the League of Assassins, right? And he, they have Ra's al Ghul here, who is the, he, the demon's head, head of the demon, whatever. He wants Oliver, who is a detective crime fighter, to take over the league so he can dispense justice throughout the world. His daughter, Nissa al Ghul, not Talia, Nissa al Ghul, has to marry him. And it's like, okay, so where's Talia? Talia's not anywhere. Oh, but Talia shows up in the last season, and it turns out that Talia was the one that trained Oliver how to do his actual fighting after he was uh, taught by some dude on an island who was part of the League of Shadows, taught by Slade, taught by Russians, taught by this other one. It's like, 
Oliver Queen is Batman with Green Arrow mixed. Yeah. That's all he is. That's what his and story is. Apparently, he stole his powers when he shot him with an arrow. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, so, so all that's going on. I have a question. Because uh, I did finally see the Joker movie. Anybody else see it besides me? Nate, did you? Yeah. You saw it? Nope. So, I want to talk about the Joker movie a little okay. bit. Uh, I'm excited for Alice Worlds. I'm also scared <laughs> for Alice Worlds. I'll let you know when I catch up. So, being part of the... So, the, the DC has that huge TV series that's going on, which I find very fascinating. The Arrowverse? The Arrowverse, the all, all those different shows. Yeah. Um, I would love to watch it, but I can't... It's time. It's so time. I, like, have... Like, I'm trying to go through, like, Breaking Bad right now, and just so I can watch the new movie that's yeah. out. And... And it's taken me forever to do... Wait, what new movie? El Camino? El Camino. No, oh. It's on Netflix. New. It's on oh. Netflix. Just oh, is came that out. the one that keeps popping up? Yeah. yeah. They're related? Yeah. It is... Uh, I've never seen Breaking it's, Bad. It's Jesse Pinkman's story after the after the show, right? Yeah. So that's apparent. I haven't... We haven't watched that yet because we're wanting to get to the season. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. And then also we're trying to watch... Started watching Blacklist. That's where I'm at. Like we're watching uh, My Hunter too. That one's a really good show. <laughs> Mindhunter is not related to Joker. About. No, it's not. Yeah, Mindhunter. I was oh, just it's not like the serial killer. It's thing. a serial killer. Yeah, thing. Okay. It's very, very interesting. Um, so that is related to Joker. So the Joker movie <laughs> is completely. <laughs> it is the most realistic superhero, non-superhero movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. Where I. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it because it's here. Here's what we're gonna do. Do you care about the movie at all? Mm-mm. You've already seen it. Mm-hmm. I spoiled myself. Spoiler warning. I will put a time signature here so you can skip it. Uh, yeah. For audio listeners, just stop listening for a hot minute. Uh, okay, so it's hot minute. <laughs> it's the Joker story, and it goes through his his life. As, you know, it starts off at the beginning of the movie of him just keep getting beat up by life. Um, and he's got mental issues and he's always taking these pills and stuff like that. And he has this job. And uh, so one of the people, at, like, he gets beat up at the very beginning of the movie. One of the people that works with him is like, hey, um, I know you got beat up or whatever. And your sign got smashed over your face. <laughs> Somebody stole the sign and got smashed over his face. And so the one guy gives him a gun and says, hey, here's this to protect yourself. And he's like, I, you know, I'm not really supposed to have this because I have mental issues. And, stuff. Mm-hmm. and he's just like, here, take it anyways. And then, and then he gets, like later on, he gets a call from his boss. And his boss is like, um, so what happened to, what's his name's sign? And they're like, he's like, it got stolen from me and smashed over my head. And he's like, that's, un- why would somebody steal your sign? And <laughs> so he's just like, he wants his sign back or you're fired, basically. Important sign. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then he kind of goes out and then he goes and he's depressed, does a whole bunch of depressed stuff. And then... <laughs> And then 
he's trying to put on a happy face mm-hmm. through the whole thing because that's what his mom has always told him is uh, is put on a happy face. Through, through the pre- progression, he gets fired from his job. Uh, the guy that gave him the gun kind of sold him out and um, like kind of screwed him over huge. Well, he, he gets fired from the job because he now is carrying this gun around. Yeah, well, he's he, doing this oh, job. Oh, that's what it was. He ends up going to a hospital, he's and he's a little kids, kids, and the gun yeah. falls out. Yeah, his gun falls out. So, and he's like, it's, it's a prop gun. It's, yeah, it's, it's for jokes, just, blah, blah, blah. Shh, yeah. shh, shh. Ah. Um, He gets fired for that. The, the the one guy that gave him the gun sells him out. And uh, so he kind of just starts going on the spiral of downness. He tries to get into comedy um, because... You know, it's the old trope of comedy. Comedians are the most depressed people in the world. And the way they get out of it is is they kind of, like, tell you a joke. Mm-hmm. Like of, it, it, It's a defense so, mechanism. It is so a defense mechanism. He has, what, <coughs> schizophrenia? It's not schizophrenia. No? No, but he has, this, he has a thing where he kind of met, so... Like, he's watching TV, and he sees the guy on TV uh, played by Al, Al Pacino. No, not Al Pacino. Um, oh, what is his name? Oh, yeah. Starts with an R. Robert De Niro. There it Robert is. De so he receives Robert <laughs> De Niro, and he, you know, he's doing his uh, talk show host mm-hmm. thing, and he has this imagination thing where he kind of thinks of himself going on the show, yep. talking with him, and having... Well, like, he... He imagines he's in the audience, and then he gets pulled up on stage, and they have a conversation and stuff like that. So he has that kind of creative imagination thing. He, in the process of everything, he meets this girl. Um, well, it makes it look like he meets this girl. You're cutting ahead. Oh, <laughs> so he meets this girl, and and he's going through his torture thing, and she's like comforting him right. for all this stuff, and. His mom ends up going to the hospital, and she's with them there, you know, just to comfort him and all this other stuff. Later on, you find out none of that happened. Um, it was actually Batman. Yeah, it was actually Batman the whole time. No, he he was just imagining the mm. whole thing the whole time. He was uh, fight club fight clubbing us, where you think there's two people there and there's not. Mm. And then uh, also his mom, in the process of she's been dying. And she also is crazy, and she tells him that she had a kid that her dad, is, his dad is Bruce uh, Wayne's father. Bruce Wayne's it's father, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. So, so she tells him, and he goes, and he ends up seeing young Bruce. Right, but the truth is, is she got pregnant. Well, no, she didn't even get pregnant. He was adopted, mm-hmm. and. He, she just made up this story in her head yep. that Thomas Wayne is the father and stuff like that because she adopted a kid and then it was like, I don't, she just made up a story just so she could feel better about it. So she had mental illness and um, he, when he goes and finds out that um, he was in fact adopted, he also finds out that um, his mom and the boyfriend at the time were he was basically chained Physi- up to physically and mentally abused. post and abused and just all the stuff. Basically, 
kind of yeah. where he yeah. probably started. So, so essentially, by the point in the movie towards towards the end, or I'm assuming in the middle of the climax, you find out that half the shit that's happening isn't really true. It's all up in his head. He's been physically and mentally abused. Uh, he has no proper place in the world. He was adopted, so technically his name isn't even Arthur. So right. he's, a, he's a man with no family, no past, no, no loved ones, and he's kind of going downhill because he's treated like shit. Right, and then so in the process of all that, he goes and does a, a stand-up comedy routine. Wait, just before that, though, like in, towards kind of like the beginning when he kind of starts to spiral, he has a gun, he's on the, this train, and um, he it's commits... It's a bunch of businessmen. What? It's a bunch of businessmen, <laughs> right? Well, they're yeah, they're younger um, uh, true. Wall that, Street guys or whatever. Yeah, but they're like making fun of him, and he ends up basically killing all three of these guys. And he's in his clown getup, so that's what the news is portraying the story as: is this clown guy kills these three young guys, and now there's already a riot in Gotham. Gotham. Um, Poor, poor versus rich. Mm-hmm. Now they're they're all like dressing up as clowns. Yeah, so it's a, it's a revolt. V for Vendetta yeah. style bullshit. Yeah, it is the V for Vendetta stuff. And uh, so in in the process of that, yeah, he like he's and he has a, a weird schizophrenia type it, thing. It's, it's an illness where he where he uncontrollably laughs. Yeah, whenever he's nervous, he laughs. Mm-hmm. Like when he's stressed <laughs> out, the laugh is. It's good, right? Whenever, whenever he gets stressed out and stuff like that, he can't stop himself. He has a little card that he hands to people, and he says, "I, you know, I can't stop I laughing. Have this, I, have I have this, this condition. I have an illness. I, I couldn't read what it said, but it, I, you could see I have a condition, and then it's like a paragraph of what this condition is. Right. So he goes on and tries to do stand up, and he. <laughs> Bombs huge, but that was, he, that was the part that I was saying was freaking cringy. Like, right, I was like, oh. yeah. So, so he tells these jokes, and in his head, he's hearing laughter from the audience. But in reality, it's like this dude's crap. Later on in the hospital, when he's taking care of his mom, and him and his lover is there, he sees he he sees the Robert De Niro character on the TV, um, like showing a clip of the stand-up act, and he's like, this guy's terrible. Which at first it seemed like his Joaquin Phoenix's character was like really excited that he's on TV, but he realized that his idol is sitting there making fun of him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like mixed with that, realizing that he doesn't have a career. His mom is not his mom. He was adopted. His lover is not his lover, and she doesn't even know who the hell he is. Right. And then also he just killed three people. Three people, and he's trying to. Make himself feel bad about it. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't. Yeah. And it just it just completely breaks his psyche 100%. So, uh, and then, so at that point, then he gets a call out of the blue from the, the producer of the show mm-hmm. and says, hey, we're getting a lot of response from your, your, your clip that we played. Would you like to come on the show? And stuff like that. And so he takes... You know, he takes this opportunity. He's like, "Yeah, I'd love to be on the show," and he's just tired of everything. And his whole plan is to go on the show and basically kill himself. Yeah. And uh, at the very end, 
he snaps and turns it the other way because he doesn't really feel bad about killing people. He's like, he he goes on the show and he says, you know, they start make, you know talking to him and stuff like that, and he's just like, he just confesses that he killed three people, mm-hmm. and then and then so he confesses that he killed three people, and then and then uh, Robert De Niro is just like. What's going on here? And he's like, he's like, everything's a joke. My whole life has been a joke and stuff like that. And and the worst part is, I don't feel bad about killing those people. They were terrible people, and they're being mean to me. And basically, you know, and he's like, and you've been mean to me. You're the only reason why I'm here is for a joke. Mm-hmm. And then he laughs and then shoots him right in the head. And then everybody panics. And then basically the movie's over at that point. There's a lot of things in between. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, very good movie. Really well done. Very kind of cringeworthy and dark. And they tie in Bruce Wayne and everything so well mm-hmm. <coughs> that and everything was so realistic. Like, you're like, this kind of could have happened this way. I want to know, is that the direction that DC should go? No. Because, hold on, because their chintzy, cheesy stuff has not been working. Right. So would it help the DC universe if they decided to go the different direction as of Marvel and go... We're going to go with a realistic version of this. They tried that. As of last weekend, it was still making $55 million. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the way to go, though. They've tried that already, specifically with Nolan's Batman flicks. You know? Yeah, right. They went the real... They went they the realistic the, way. Because, yeah, the dark, demented kind of... Right. Not saying that the Nolan movies are bad, because they're not. Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rise or The Dark Knight specifically, are really good films. Right. They're... But those were the really good Batman films. Right. Those are the ones that people love. You can't do that with every superhero in the DC universe. I know, and that's what that was my takeaway from it is is like, okay, you can do that with that mm-hmm. and you can do it with Batman, but there gets a point where it's over the top because mm-hmm. you introduce Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all these other characters are in this universe. How do you do that in a serious way? It's really difficult because like even with Wonder Woman with her like two origin stories, her not being technically human, but being made from clay and blessed by the Greek gods, and then she find a dude so happens to trip into their island, and then they go back and do whatever. You know, the movie's been done. You can't really make a dark thing about that. Green Lantern's the same way. Dude finds alien dead in a ship, gets Green Lantern powers, and now he's a space cop. Right. And see, the most they can do is probably uh, <coughs> they could just not make that movie. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the first. It just doesn't translate well to a movie. It really doesn't. Like the, the Joker specific. The, the, the Joker fr- is very like the frustrating thing is is you that. kind of want more of that, but then you get to a point where you're like, they can't because mm-hmm. of the unrealisticness of everything else. Right. Even if you just stick to the bat, like the, Batman, the Batman Rogues it. Gallery, it, it's it's super specific because almost every one of his villains is a tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. Give or take minus the Riddler. Um, Would it be interesting if they did a realistic story of 
each individual villain no. instead of doing the whole thing. I don't, I don't, think, I don't No, think no, so. no. I, my, my opinion on that is, is specifically because you got to think about how the way the Joker impacts people in the media, especially with, um, especially with The Dark Knight. The Joker is so specific a character that people want to see him because he's known. It's like Batman. Um, if you, nobody's really going to give two craps about Two Face that isn't already part of the DC community, it's a man with half his face messed up and he has multiple per- personalities. <coughs> and every- right, but he's also he would. They can care about him because he's. You can tell a story of the mayor, that or whatever he was the lead he, he, justice person, yeah. and how he's struggling with this thing, and then all of a sudden, he. See, but I feel like they good. they did that. With Dark Knight. With Dark Knight. And And if they they, continue it. But if they expounded on that, it would have just become... Like, it would have been filler. Like, they hit the keynotes of that character. And the thing is, is that when it comes to the Joker, a big issue that everybody has with the movie is the fact that that they thought it was an origin story. It was going to be the definitive origin story for the Joker. And it turned out that that's not true. Right, because the Joker does not have an identity. The Joker is different <coughs> with each iteration of the actor that played him, from from anywhere from Cesar Romero all the way to Joaquin Phoenix. Each Joker has been played differently, even with Leto. Right, you cannot do that with any other DC villain. Selena Kyle is going to be a thief. Harvey Dent's going to be the the twisted man with the dual personality. The Penguin's going to be a, a money grubbing bastard. The Riddler's going to tell jokes. It's 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 it. it I, it's the Joker so specific. Yeah, and it's just frustrating because you're like, I would like to see more of this, but it is literally impossible to not get into the ridiculous. Yeah, and I feel like more of it would just ruin what's already a good thing. Exactly. And that and that's the way I feel too. Is is I walked away going, I want to see the rest of the story. In, in in reality. Well, the sad part is, like Nate said, is it's still making money. And like you said, that's not important. But to them, it is. It will be. And, and so they're going to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. They're going to come out with something, like you said, that follows this line. And it's just, it's not going to be the same. It's We've seen it how many times? Countless times. Where they come and try and, and they overdo it. Mm-hmm. They just go too far. They don't, they don't, they can't reproduce it. It happened. It was amazing. More of it makes it worse. It's with true. The, with the, the new Batman, um, and I think they just announced the actor for uh, Catwoman. But the the actor, the the guy that plays Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. So where does what's that story? They're be not like? connected. They're not connected at all. Okay. No. It, it, in fact, is they're it going to be its own thing. It is. It, they're basically rebooting. Again. Okay. I mean, it's been a it's been a couple weeks, so they might as well reboot it. Yeah, no. The the Joker overall was even from the beginning told that this is just a a tale of a man. Right, it's just like Brightburn. Yeah, it's just like Brightburn. Well, I don't know. Brightburn didn't really. <coughs> Brightburn was the story of okay, boy. It, it's a Superman alternate history story. Essentially, is what it is. I don't know if you've seen it. Boy finds out that he has superpowers from a different Earth, and then he uses those powers, also being somewhat mind-controlled from the alien race, and decides to legitimately try and take over the world. Hmm. Where this this version of the Joker, like, if you look, like, comparing the two styles, because, 
I'm going to use Heath Ledger's Joker because it's the one that everybody knows the most besides maybe Mark Hamill's, but that's completely different. Right. That's animated. Right. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker was seen as the, the psychopath at the time because of the action that he was doing, and then realizing that, no, we can totally make the Joker seem actually crazy, so they brought in Joaquin Phoenix. And then Joker's personality from Heath, from Heath Ledger's perspective, went not Heath Ledger's perspective, but his um, title, went from being the psychopath to the anarchist. Man who just wants to watch the world burn and all that jazz versus Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, who is the sick, troubled minded person who then just devil who just um who who creates chaos but like on a smaller scale at the time. And of course, if it goes farther into the story, it can turn out to a giant scale event of where Gotham is all messed up. But what bothers me about that being able to be continued simply is because the way that the Joker is and his age in that movie versus the age of Bruce Wayne at the time. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, that it doesn't is, work. That's what the frustrating thing to me was is I I saw the Joker at his age and I saw Bruce Wayne at his age. And I was like, by the time he becomes Batman, Joker's old. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know that the portrayal of Joker is not old? What do you mean? Like, what does the Joker do that he can't? do if he was older the age difference is too far the age difference is just way too far why because what he looks like he's maybe like so Batman comes into his realm around 30 right and so he looks like he is 10 or 12 exactly so by the time he hits how old is the Joker portrayed as in this new one he looks like he's in his 30s so he'd be 50 what's the problem Batman in his prime, he would be able to put the Joker down for good if he really wanted to. They never really get into a fist fight where that they, <coughs> that that the Joker actually bests him. Yeah. Where are you watching? Well, you I reading? mean, just like it, <laughs> they get into fights, but the Joker always has something up his sleeve. He never actually just full on one v twos or one v ones him with his fist, like yes, in a does. straight up fist fight. Yes, he does in the comic books. He does all the time. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Wait, but, but DC, I'm watching the movies. Yeah. But. Well, no, and that, that's where that's where the that's where the 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 split happens, right? Because watching the Joker in the movies, like even even with Nol- the Nolan verse of of Batman movies, Batman and Joker are almost. I mean, they're opposites, obviously, but they could probably go toe to toe. The Joker's mindset as a character is that he is so unpredictable. That him going up against Batman's trained martial skills is a match, um, versus like in the comic books, um, right? Like yeah, he, he has so you're many the professional v- fighter. I'm the button masher. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's the difference. But in like, but then the Joker in the comic books, whenever there is a huge Joker event, he uses schemes to try and break the psyche of the character before obviously Batman wins mm. or Batman dies. Like in in one in one run, the Joker. The, the, like the Joker comes back and this is after people thought he was already dead he, this is after he cut his own face off and, and now it's grown back he, um, he there's a side story going on where has the Joker been immortal this entire time everybody, everybody in this group of uh, uh, the psychiatric group are talking about different versions of the Joker in his story because nobody knows his origin story you'll never know and they're trying to tell, like, could, could the Joker have been the laughing man from the beginning? And then it turns out that the guy who's leading the group is the Joker. And he's just messing with all these people's minds. On top of that, 
during this fight with Batman, he has this super drug that is found is like a like a, a like a weird mix of the Lazarus Pit with some other drug that's keeping him immortal. And him and Batman are throwing hands in an underground cave for like an hour before they it blows up. Hmm. And then at the end of that, somehow they're both back. It's like the it, it's it's too far where. We don't know where this Joker could go. Right now, the way that the Joker is is shown is like, this is a man with a troubled past, not knowing who he is, who is broken, and he's going to show the world how broken everybody else can get. Now, if they really wanted to... Right, they, and then in the movie, he also, like, he loses his job. Right. So he can't afford his meds anymore. Right. So the rest of the movie, he, like, when he starts seeing things and things start going bad is when he's off his meds. Yeah. So by by time, like, if you really wanted to, if they wanted to go into the future, they could have some type of BS situation where Bruce Wayne is now into his his um, his own. He's now Batman by this point. Um, they could have the Joker find some random Lazarus pit, which Lazarus pit already makes you go crazy after a certain point, unless you're Ra's al Ghul and, and murder-hungry and all this stuff. And they could do that, but then it's like, what was the point? Because now you've taken this realistic possibility of the Joker and just dashed it with supernatural chaos. Right. So, don't know anything about that. Yeah. I don't know. I just... the So the Joker I was basing it off of is the one that I know the most. Heath Ledger's? Yeah, Heath yeah. Ledger's. Exactly. <laughs> and you always see him like he's, try, he's trying to break Batman by out, out thinking him. Yeah. He never really goes toe-to-toe with him like... The only time they go face to face, the Joker's strung up by his legs, exactly, or Batman's knocked off of his mm-hmm. whatever motorcycle thing, yeah. and laying on the ground. It's never really like a fist fight, and so if you I like wanted, if you wanted to say that there was that age difference there, and there could be the age difference, and you could still have a fifty-year-old hold the zone against the thirty-year-old if the if you want to say the Joker's got that kind of training like that ability to stand toe-to-toe with them like it doesn't have to be age that stops right. it right the, the way the walking phoenix's character is portrayed in the joker though is that he looks deathly sick he looks brittle but you also have 20 years where batman's getting better why mm-hmm. can't he be improving himself broken. as well well there's also versions. but he's ex- well, he's broken but he's also accepting the fact of who he is at the end he's <clears throat> kind of like coming into his own Right? Like, the way I understood it is he kind of, like, goes, why am I so upset about all this? Like, Mm -hmm. my whole life's a joke. Like, you move past that, you'll start to recover. Like, his mind will start to become solidified in the fact that he's just the Joker. He's the the joke. I just just don't expect a Joker within 20 years to start, like, getting on a regular diet and bed-pressing houses to get ripped to fight Batman. Heath Ledger's Joker isn't jacked either. And when you see like the cartoon that Mark Hamill portrays it, um, he's not jacked. He's Mm. not huge. No, he always... He's quick. He's fast. He's like, he's quick on his feet. He's light on his toes. He's like... Yeah, that that version of the Joker has always just had a plan set up. Like he usually doesn't 
go toe to toe in the animated version. Yeah, and he does ever occasionally, but it's generally but it's mostly like, overpowering. It's him. mostly <laughs> like whenever that whenever Batman's close, then he throws a punch out of like desperation, right? Because his uh, plans fail. Like right. Batman's made it past every step of his plan, and he's right. already lost by the time. And then usually he just grabs him and goes like this. Yeah, and like, holds so him up, and he's like, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, even "I'm gonna ch- break out again." Yeah, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. He takes over the body of Tim Drake, who was a Robin, right? But this is after the point that Robin's been brainwashed, and it's years down the line. Robin already has a family and a wife and all that stuff, so he hasn't trained in years. But when Joker takes over the body, rewrites his DNA, he's going hand-to-hand combat against this new Batman who's been trained by Bruce. Which is great. That's The movie's awesome. And, and But... Batman at a certain time is losing until he actually switched up the tactic. He's like, okay, if I can't beat him in a hand-to-hand fight, I'll treat him as if he's a joke. You know, it, it, it's a the mind. It's a mind in in wits game when it comes to the Joker. But yeah, that's also, what the game he plays. R- right, <coughs> but it could also be a fist fight depending on the situation. Works. If the I Joker mean, thinks he's so. immortal, he can he, he can throw hands. Um, go ahead, because mine's well, off topic. At the end of this movie, um, he's obviously arrested and he's in a cop car and as they're coming out there's riots going on and um basically a car hits the police car which in turn basically they put him on this uh, they these clowns guys dressed up in clown outfits pull him out evangelizes him and (laughs) basically they do the whole but But at the same time that same that same scene, um, they're passing like the movie theater, and the Waynes are coming out, and they're trying to get away. And that's when they walk down the alley, and that's where they yeah, do the whole. They, 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 they assume that because of the way that the Joker's entire situation happens in the movie is that he is indirectly the cause of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, even though it's been proven yeah, by the, multiple sources that Joe Chill's the one that killed, and the Joker was nowhere. Well, Joker, <laughs> Joker didn't pull the trigger. That's it me was, being snooty, indirectly. It was, yeah, somebody else in a clown yeah, mask. Yeah, in, indirectly. But also, like, a couple times in the movie, there's um, a time where he's talking to, um, like, a psychiatrist. Or, is it a psychiatrist? Yeah. 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 Therapist, psychiatrist. And, um, is it a so, like, the second time, she's like, oh, they're cutting our funding. This is our last conversation. And then, at the end, he's taken to um, Arkham. And I'm assuming it's Arkham, but he, he's talking to her, and it's like, like do you want to see a magic trick? And that's when you assume that, I don't think it showed it, but um, I can't remember. But he, you think that he, he kills her, and then he's walking off because there's blood footprints as he's walking off, mm. and he's like dancing and all happy. So it's, at the end, it's like, well, maybe he did it, kind of find himself somewhat. The entire movie is is kind of weirdly portrayed, whereas it may or may not have happened in, in the style that that the you the, the viewer sees it. Well, you see, you've heard of I'm sure you've heard of the whatever it's called fan theory or whatever, where it's all just inside of his yeah. head, mm-hmm. like the entire thing yeah, is just different saying. people inside of the insane asylum, and he's just portraying everything. Yeah, there's, there's multiple different theories where everything that happens that we see in terms of him being the Joker is not happening. Right. And it's just him already locked up in Arkham. Just and, going crazy. Right. And then... That um, ran through my mind, too. Yeah. And like, there, there, like I said, there's a game theory about... Or a film theory about it on YouTube by MatPat that kind of explains the, from the story to the possible situations to certain sequences that explain, okay, this is definitely a... Uh, 
this is a in the head sequence versus this is the real life sequence. Right. So, all I wanted to say is completely unrelated because we got really deep into the Joker for the yeah. whole time. But uh, Disney announced that Deadpool is going to be remaining rated R. Yes. yes. <laughs> I got excited about that because I thought as soon as they acquired Deadpool, then it would they would try and force it to be PG thirteen, and the PG thirteen copy of Deadpool <laughs> 2 was not as good as the R well, they, so I'd love that they're just letting it they're well, like yeah DC, we're, we're a child like, thing but okay. this isn't a child movie so go ahead yeah. well that, that's the interesting thing that Disney announced earlier well late last year that they were going to start producing some rated R stuff I think that the they have smartest move. They're doing a rated R Deadpool, and Spider Man is allowed one cameo in one movie. He needs to be in the Deadpool rated they R movie. They are talking a. <laughs> they are they are actually talking about a Spider Man Deadpool movie. And if they only get one, why not do it? That's what everyone wants to see. That's true. And you have the two perfect characters, in my opinion, playing those characters, like right. playing them. So just just let it happen right now while you have the licensing. You don't know if you're going to get more. Just do it. You literally have nothing to lose because you're losing Spider-Man. So I mean, well, even with them with the M rating, it allows them to put the X-Men back in. You know, yeah. I like mean, Wolverine. think about it. What, what's the best-selling X-Men movie? Wolverine. Exactly. Logan. Yeah, yeah uh, Logan. Logan. Yeah, yeah. Logan yeah sorry. Specifically, Logan. Hands down. Wolverine is not. Wolverine is terrible. <laughs> right. I got the movies mixed but, up. But, but with, Logan. With yes. them bringing was in this, was awesome. in this uh, they need to stop with first class 110. Oh, percent They yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad they are, but if they do that, they should let Laura... They're rebooting the entire thing. Oh, my God. They're wasting Laura's potential. <sighs> There's one X-23. I love her. Well, they may continue that. I doubt it. But I doubt it. But they are rebooting everything else. Yeah. They, do, they do need to reboot everything that wasn't... Logan. Right. Because it's terrible. But, but yeah, right. Because I not want good. a good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> it could. It's not. It they, could. Who's going to do it? Disney. Disney has the rights now. They do. I don't believe it. Oh, well, I do. They not. can do it. It, it. The name is so tarnished. Nah. They're going to no. have to do a lot to pull that so out. So is X-Men. Under. X-Men is so tarnished and people still want to see it. It's because they want to uh, Yeah, you're right. But I think... But... Because... Uh, okay. Just How remember many? that. I'm right. And I'm always right. No. Um, <laughs> I just said comparatively. Think about how many excellent movies there have been. San Francisco. Eight. Um, oh, do you guys have to do this? You still yeah, have to do it. Oh, my God. It's fine. We're so over, though. I oh, know, no. Okay. Who has to edit and do all of it? Me. It's not like you edit anyways. Yeah, you're just going to Oh, I'm going to do off. more with this time. I didn't have time last week. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. chika chika <laughs> There's more X-Men movies, so people have a lot more to deal with in terms versus the Fantastic Four where they had two movies. One which was, okay, I can see this going somewhere. One that was terrible because Galactus is not Galactus. He's a giant cloud and Lori, and, and Lori, Larry Fishburne as a Silver Surfer. And then they rebooted the franchise to try and make it a little bit more dark and Wait. it completely sucked ass. I thought, I thought the, the first Silver one. Surfer was amazing. I thought the first movie was okay as Silver Surfer was convoluted, and then the third one was great because it was like everybody trapped in an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. X-Men, X-Men has more going for it versus the Fantastic Four, which is so far in the dirt that... Are you saying you wouldn't want to see Disney try? No. Really? I yeah. Do. Oh, I do. 100%. I want a Fantastic want to see try. Four... Spider-Man Deadpool movie. No. Do it. No. Anyways, go ahead, I do want to see the Spider-Man go Deadpool. Ahead. San Francisco, you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
San Francisco. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Seattle. 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 Stop choosing the Houston, same Jacksonville. Jacksonville. No! <laughs> Why? Houston. Do you just want to Washington, play, Buffalo. Do you just want to Buffalo. put Michael's like, guess on the side and you don't Carolina. have to be a part of it? Carolina. No. You sure? It's okay. <laughs> Minnesota, Kansas City. I just want to Kansas say Nate Suffer. Minnesota. Jets, Miami. Why do you want to see Nate suffer? Jets. Because Nate will actually suffer. Dave will just enjoy suffering. Jets. That kind of well. Chicago, Philadelphia. <laughs> I feel like... In Kansas, many ways, Chicago, if I lose, it'll be a better thing because I don't think really Nate can handle it. Chicago, he, Philadelphia. He will throw, throw up. Um, Chicago, Philadelphia. Chi- Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh. Which one's even Pittsburgh? <laughs> Pittsburgh. Steelers. Oh, Steelers. Steelers. Oh, I'm gonna go Indy in Appalachians. Did you have a stroke? Maybe. Yeah. I'll go Indianapolis as well. Detroit, Oakland. Detroit. Detroit. Ooh, he's just Cleveland, Denver. Denver. Ew. Cleveland. Green Bay, Chargers. Green Bay. Green Bay. Damn it. New England, Baltimore. Baltimore. So, hold on. Before you continue, you know, do that last one, actually. Dallas, Giants. Giants. So, are you just trying to pick one and hope that he picks the opposite? Kind of. Dallas. And I don't know anything about football. So, So why are you doing this bet? Because we started it and we're going to finish it. Yeah, it was his idea. And we have have M&M's and cinnamon on the line. You know it's like $3.50 for a bag of them, right? Not the bag we're getting. It's a 55-ounce bag. It's a plus party size. <laughs> you also have to wait 17 weeks to get it. It's like not even going to be worth it. Or unless you do postseason and then you're 22 weeks. So. No, regular season. <laughs> <laughs> 17 weeks is long enough. <laughs> Sometimes I do regret. I think you guys should do postseason and have it like exponentially get worth no. more points. Oh, no. true. Yeah. No. Don't yeah. help them. No, like, this is no, the no, like, wild card is worth two, um, conference is worth five, and then you have the, or I mean, sorry, division is worth five, conference is worth ten, and then the Super Bowl is up to hold 20 points if you get it wrong or right. <laughs> if we do that and I lose, then you get to do the ch- my challenge for me. No, we're okay at all. Oh, exactly. No, that, that's your choice for agreeing to that. Yeah. He's giving you a suggestion. I'm giving you a suggestion. How about you do that? And How then Nate and, How no? and, Michael. and Michael are on a team, and then Xavier and I are on a team. No. Why would you have that? I've already helped you with the week. Be good for us. I don't do know if it on? paid off. We'll see you next time. Do you want to see on? Do you want to be on the same team together? No. No. There's I'm no team. I'm not agreeing to this. I feel like we're agreeing to this. No. I feel like we are about like this episode. <laughs> only one who wants it. I don't want it. Uh, yeah, I like it. What? <laughs> anyway, all done. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Nailed It Podcast. If you like it, please subscribe to all our social media. Our Facebook is at the Nailed It Podcast. Our Twitter is the Nailed It Pod. Also look for us on Patreon. Thank you for listening.